What's good? What's popping? It's your girl, Drea G. It's your girl, the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits, and we are back. How are we doing this week? Child, I've been under the weather. Yeah. I've been doing okay trying to make it, child. I don't know what it is. And you know what? I see you rocking your Houston shirt, you know, in uh, true, true form. You know, you're gone from us right now, but you'll yeah, be girl. back. All the man girl been hitting me up from New York. I'm like, damn, y'all must have really missed my ass. I got the craziest little story I wanted to tell you right quick. Where the hell so, was they ass last week? I, girl. <laughs> so last week when we left the Labor Day parade, you know, I was walking home drenched in sweat. And I see this guy like he's on a bicycle with a Trinidad flag. And I'm like, man, he fine as hell. Like that dude fine. And mm. I just kept walking. So then this dude like he's a he's been in my dms for a minute and he does not look like he looks short in his pictures and he doesn't look like all that in his pictures so he randomly dm me he was like yeah i saw you walking and i'm like what and he was like yeah i had i was the guy with the trinidad flag on the bike i'm like oh shit this man is fine as hell he literally been in my DMs. Look at you blocking your blessings yeah when i get back to new york i'm about to like if he's single i'm about to be like hey bruh See, that that's why you got to stop dismissing opportunities because, you know, some things, they may be bigger than they appear. But uh, before we even jump into it, let's do our roll calls. Shout out to all our fellow grits across the states, whether you're in Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, Louisiana, Tennessee, or Texas. Shout out to all our grits across the globe. All righty. How's yeah. your week been? My week has been, it was short. It was a short week and, you know, it was cool. Nothing too crazy happened. But I do want to ask you this. Do you ever, I, I feel like somebody was talking about my my accent recently. Like, do people ever comment on your accent? Like, and when they hear you, like, here. Somebody told me I sound like Charleston White. Oh, they they tried you, child. Do I sound you like Charleston <laughs> Do no, I you really like don't. I mean, maybe they hurt. Was you cussing people out, child? Because you know, sometimes you, you know, you can pop off a little bit. Was maybe that's why. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know how they got Charleston White. I never heard it, but you know, I know we all got different accents. But I was they tell curious. me people be like, "You sound like K. Michelle, New Yorkers." I'm like, "What? I do not sound like K. Michelle." But New Yorkers say that shit to me. You know, yeah, people be talking about my accent still, but. It is what it is. Anywho, let's get into it. You know, this is going to bring us to our pour it up and uh, bless your heart segment this week. You know how it's great to do, you know, whatever we're feeling in entertainment, we're in or just news period. We're giving a shout out to we're pouring up to and obviously whoever we feel like for the week, we got to bless our hearts to and bring them down in front of the church congregation. We do that. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's kick it off. So, number one, I'm toasting up and pouring up. And I know that, you know, people got different opinions about it. But I am uh, pouring up to Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. They came together for a second time on their new record, Bongos. Now, 
I am pouring up because I love the camaraderie. You know, uh, very few times do we see women, you know, collaborate and come back to collaborate if they're not already a group. So shout out to them. Now, how do I feel about the song? I feel like, you know, I don't feel like it was anything that reinvented the wheel. But again, um, shout out to them because I like the camaraderie. What do you think? Yeah, shout out to them. You know, I think Megan looked good. I love the video. I think the video is really better than the song, to to be quite honest. I just love the visuals. I think they did a good job visually. It was definitely given. The song wasn't, it wasn't given, but the video was definitely given. Megan's body was given. Definitely. You know, she gonna always give you that. It was definitely given. Una Fanta, don't you want to? It definitely was given that. Oh, not don't don't throw the shade. You no, giving Fanta vibes. The video, the okay. color, all of the colors. But that's a good thing. Okay, so number two, I am pouring up this week to Naomi Campbell. It is Fashion Week going on, and she recently did a partnership with Pretty Little Things. And I've seen online like people not throwing shade, but um, just you know. Almost saying like, you know, Naomi has been in the game for so long and she's such an icon. And you would think that, you know, more big designers would have collaborated with her thus far. But, you know, I'm I'm just so happy that Naomi is not deterred about that. And I really like her because... Like, she is an advocate of people of color. Like, I see her doing a lot of, like, just work and just advocation in Africa and just, you know, just trying to open up the doors with her platform um, of just, you know, getting more people involved of color in the fashion industry and getting us the the respect and recognition that we deserve. So, shout out to Naomi. All righty. All right. And so, number three. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Koi and Busta Rhymes because I just saw their um, video slash song, heard their song, mm-hmm. and it's giving very 90s vibes. And I just love some Koi Ray right now. I just feel like she's kind of, she's giving that diversity. Yeah, she talks about sex, but she's also creative. Like with a lot of her videos, I just feel like she's dope. So she's shout out super to creative. Yeah, shout out to them. And number four, we're going to give it up. So football season is back, and it's my favorite season, y'all. And it even it started off with a, a a great game. It was Detroit Lions versus Kansas City Chiefs. And then the Detroit Lions is a young team, and they just came out there and won the game. And I was shocked. They had a lot of people shocked. It was the underdogs, y'all. And it was a beautiful thing to see. I ain't trying to hate on Kansas City, but I'm just saying. I wanted Detroit to win anyway, so it was a good game. And well, the Cowboys about to win today anyways. Football season already starting off great to me. All right. So it's a situation. So shout out. Shout out to football season. And number five, I'm going to toast it up, pour it up to fall. You know, this is my season and uh, OVO coming up. But, you know, this is that time of year where, you know, you can order your pumpkin sl- uh, spice lattes okay. and get ready for Halloween and get ready for Thanksgiving. So I'm looking forward to this year's holidays. So shout out to the fall. All right. And so obviously on the flip side of that, we got the bless your heart. All right. So this week I am going to bless the heart of, and you may or may not agree, I'm going to tap Lotto on the shoulder, okay, from unsportsmanlike shit. And maybe I'm, I'm like Koi and I'm a little bit, 
insecure or maybe I would overreact. But, you know, one time is okay. You know, no shade, no tea, but two times. Hey, don't talk about me or nobody affiliated with me. And, you know, ain't nobody talking about nobody that you know. Why? Like, why am I? I, I just don't understand. Ain't it, girl? You mad. No, but I just don't understand, like, why, like, I mean, I guess she had to put it in the rap, but she really didn't. She chose yeah. to. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, but, you know, I do see your your point of view. It's like, why are you talking about my daddy? Only me and my daddy can beef with each other. You don't need to be talking about my daddy. But my thing is, Corey, if you got some, you know, some feelings towards Lotto, put it in the diss track. Let's hear it. I I don't think that she did, though. And I think that's the whole point. I think the whole point is like, hey, like I'm minding my business. You putting my name in a record. Hey, I I get it. Would you put Nicki Minaj's name in a record? No, you wouldn't. Why are you why why are you putting my name in a record? So I feel her. It's like, you know, I almost feel like she's trying to sun her a little bit. And like you Mm -hmm. said, uh, Koi is one of the artists female artists that are bringing the diversity so right. um i just you know i just bring her in front of the church just say hey it's, it's no know. point lotto ain't been responding to none of it though you know when she said it the first time lotto kept quiet uh the second time when she's called her a karen lotto ain't respond so i mean shit maybe lotto really ain't thinking about the girl like that to be quite honest she is it's very like you know kind of throw hand like you know throw rocks and hide hands like it's no other way like she's not throwing subs and no other women like in the whole thing again koi not bothering nobody koi not saying nobody name all right number two okay so number two is gonna go to new york city and airbnb so just recently, it was in the news in New York that um, Airbnb is no longer allowed to um, host families unless they register under a new New York City law. The Airbnb hosts, they must not only live in that place where they're renting out the um, apartments, but they also must be present to host uh, guests as well so it's something different child and i don't know what this gonna mean for real estate in new york city since a lot of people out here is airbnb is it really speaking more to like like i know in houston people will rent you know homes and then flip them via airbnb are they talking more to that like saying hey this can't be a a rental property you actually need to live here yep it's that i I feel like it's also they're trying to i don't know if it's with taxes i feel like something's up you know because a lot of these airbnb a lot of these people are making a lot of money and you know how new york is when you're making money they want to tax your ass they want to be able to claim it on the taxes and they definitely uh airbnb is sending in the tax form and so they probably are looking for their money so anywho bless their heart All right, so that is going to take us to our Southern Sound Off topic of the week. And obviously, that's where us girls raised in the South, you know, we just kind of talk about different topics and viewpoints on subject matters. And this week, we are talking about setting boundaries with people, places, and things. And um, it's just something I thought to do this week, you know, as I've grown older and just various relationships, whether it is family, uh, friendships, workplace, romantic relationships, 
what have you. Um, it's just important to be aware of your own boundaries, your own limits in all areas, you know. Um, and and I'm even thinking about it now because um, there's a children's song that that is going around. And I saw this. It's a I saw this post a couple of months ago. Um, it's a it's a song and it's called it's teaching kids pretty much how to say that they're uncomfortable with things early on. And it's like, boundaries, boundaries, please respect. My. So like, I saw the video uh, of this like mom influencer and she was like, you know, my son like ate and embarrassed me. Cause like, you know, we taught him this song, but like he's screaming at, at the top of his lungs while she's trying to hold his hand, trying to get across the street, you know, cause they're in target. And so they're trying to get to the car. But, you know, I just I thought that that was cool and the song was catchy. But, yeah, you know, trying to teach kids early on Good. to be aware of your boundaries and what makes you feel comfortable, what makes you feel discomfort. And um, the fact is, I think that a lot of this, these are learned behaviors uh, and experiences that fuel how we communicate these boundaries and so I think that that's good that you know kids are learning early on um but I think adults sometimes we as adults can struggle with setting boundaries and limitations on people and places and things mm -hmm. um that we choose to have in our orbit and so I was looking at like psych central and they were just talking about the different types of personal boundaries um that we have that, you know, expectations or limits or parameters of how we want people, the relationships and the things that we're dealing with, how we want them to be able to interact with us. Um, there are boundaries from physical, emotional, sexual, workplace, material, you know, uh, time and more. And it's important to have healthy boundaries. Right. You know, and so um, just to kind of dig deeper so just in a couple of areas talking about boundaries so romantically like even like recently looking online and seeing Monietta you know just kind of continue to talk about Neo and their relationship and we know a lot mm -hmm. of the things that were reported that went on from you know her getting her tubes tied because he didn't want to have additional children. Burnt, girl. Not just tied. Burnt off child. But right. So they can never, <laughs> it can never be put back together for her and her new husband if she wanted to. Um. So that, and then she was just was saying that, you know, she made a lot of concessions in the relationship. Threesomes. Mm. Threesomes, right. To the point to where, you know, he just started cheating, obviously. And so, um, you know, she talked about what she permitted or consented to during that relationship to to keep this uh, not even a high value man, a man of means, really. Um, have you ever dismissed or compromised uh, on a boundary for a romantic partner or situation? And if so, like, how did we respond and what was the outcome of the situation? I'll let you answer that first, child. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, um, I I definitely learned some things and lessons um, from a situation. I was dating a guy here. 
the guy was Nigerian, older, and we met, I don't know, like eight years ago. So we've had a friendship during the course of that time, but we've also dated. And so we dated for like a year and then we had like a falling out. We had like a really big blow up, you know, mm. boundaries. Okay. Um, we got into an argument and I just felt like the way he talked to me, like it was disrespectful and that's a boundary. It's like, what? Like you, you're handling me like you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. And you're talking to me like I'm crazy in front of mm -hmm. other people. So we had this huge knockdown, drag out, blow up. We didn't talk for like eight months. Okay. Damn. Yeah. We, after that, it was like, we're both stubborn. It's like, and like, I used to see him all the time, like him around my neighborhood still. And so I just felt like it was disrespectful. We both had our pride about it. And, you know, and we, you know, we weren't coming down from it. And we finally formed a friendship again after, you know, that little stint of not talking. And we came to just, you know, just have a mutual respect and understand that, yeah, we crossed a boundary with one another. And that was the fallout from it. Like we didn't talk. We didn't communicate. We would see each other, all that type of stuff. Anyway, so. At some period of time, like I said, I've known him over the course of eight years. So after, you know, becoming friends again, it must have been a couple of years like that passed, like two or three. Um, you know, we tried again. And we tried again, you know, after he had crossed that that boundary uh, a little bit, you know, and we we mended. OK, got on from that. But this is where it. It, it really turned and got tricky. So oh. uh, after giving him that second chance, I pretty much I found out uh, shortly after that he had gotten married in Africa. Oh, you know, not too long ago, like he had a new child. The child was like within the range of time that we had been dealing with each other. And even though like it definitely that break was included within that. So I know that it happened or it, I, I don't know. But he had the baby. Wait, so he got the girl pregnant when y'all was dealing with each other? Or was it after? It was after because okay. like, and I say that because we didn't deal with each other for some years. We, we had been, we're just friends. You know what I'm okay. saying? But I didn't, I didn't know until we got back involved and I found out he was literally having a phone conversation and like, talking to like the child and I'm like you know who is this and that's how I found out oh wait he hid the baby he wasn't forthcoming about it oh, right girl right my like my ex child mm -mm -mm. he wasn't forthcoming about it he got married to her like all this like I found like we hadn't talked but like when we when we got back together like I said the child was like the same range of like we had been off and on for a period of time but the marriage and the child were new, pretty much. Okay. Mm. So it's just like, nigga. And then nigga is Muslim. And so that's another thing. Um, but second wife life is not for me. So uh, it wasn't right at the end of the day. Uh, we remain friendly, but it's just like, just not being forthcoming at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, that's like 
compromising in a way where I didn't break it off immediately either. And so like, and when I realized and I'm like, yo, like, you weren't forthcoming about it. Like, and you, this is like a fruitless situation for me at this point. So you, was, so you was talking to him while he was with the first wife child. Mm. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I, I, I didn't know. Who, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know until I found out about the child. Mm. And so once I found that out, it was pretty much like Splitsville from there. Mm. In that sense, you know, like I said, we remain friendly. Um, at the end of the day, it wasn't the right situation, period, <laughs> point blank, right. you know. And so I learned a lot <laughs> from that situation. But yeah, man, like, what about yourself? I do not tolerate people that yell, people that scream, because it can it, it's like it triggers me, maybe because I was yelled at as a child. I think we all was, but I'm not going to be my mate's child <laughs> like I just don't tolerate that at all if I feel like a dude is like a screamer then I'm just going to stop talking to him I just don't I just feel like it's a it's maybe could be immaturity or in terms of him or it could be a sign of like abuse because you know it's also verbal abuse as well I, like I had a guy that I was talking to like briefly and I wasn't even like girlfriend boyfriend I was just getting to know him and he was literally yelling over the phone I understand that you're passionate about something but sir like please don't yell at me please call. like my nerves are bad like like that's one boundary that I set um also like when we was talking about Moyetta Mo earlier I'm not about that threesome life at all like when it comes to a partner I feel that when you're in a relationship with someone why would you want to introduce somebody else to the relationship because then like say you get tired of it tomorrow the person like the guy is gonna want to continue come on he's a guy i feel like people should or all that stuff with a partner that you're not in a relationship with that's just my personal opinion like if you want to do that habit with somebody that you're not like you don't have any strong feelings for Got and I just, you. girl, I just, I'm just not about that life. I've been asked to be a part of other people, <laughs> threesomes, like dudes that have liked me and they've been trying to get me and their, their girlfriends and shit like that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not about that life. I'm not going to be nobody's side chick. I'm not about to be the third string in this relationship. I'm not about to do all this. I'm not about this polygamy life. Right. Like, okay. And so have you ever compromised on a boundary in a romantic relationship and a boundary may be... I don't date people with kids. I feel like this is one of my main boundaries. If you have children, if you have more than two children and you've never been married, I can't talk to you. Because how can I, how can I look at you and think that you're going to marry me if you had two whole children by someone and you couldn't even marry that mother? Like, so I just can't take you serious. Right. You're just okay. creating a single mother's child. And I don't approve of that. Okay, got you. And so speaking of family... Um, you know, there was recently a situation in my family where we found out that there was a relative that was using another relative's identity and what? the pro yep. And the What's problem Yeah, and the problem is the relative had a, a background and you know, now they got the other relative caught up a little bit. So, even boundaries with family. Have you ever experienced a time in a situation where you had to reinforce boundaries with the family member 
you know, why and what was the outcome? Like, what did you learn from the situation? Yes. Okay. So I have had several situations with family. So in my family group, my mom and my dad on both sides of the family, they're like seen as the people to go ask for help from like ask for money, just for ask for anything for they just like the stability among both sides of the family. So I've had Mm -hmm. had cousins that they'll ask my parents for money, but they never call and check on them. They never see they're okay. And I've had people, you know, cousins to do the same thing to me as well. And that's one boundary that I have. Like, please don't be asking my parents for shit. Like, if you're not going to check on my parents, make sure they're good. You know, don't ask them for shit or I will cuss your ass out. And and that's a a big boundary. I also had a, a cousin I'm actually close to this cousin now. I didn't really grow up with her at all. Like in our, I I probably met her maybe one time in my entire childhood. And then when I got older, when I moved to New York, that's when I actually developed a relationship with her. But I felt that she kind of crossed a a boundary that I had. Like she moved to New York. She moved in with me without like me saying yes. She was just like, oh, I'm going to live here. I talked to your roommate when I was in, um, Texas and this was years ago and I'm like okay I don't even know you like that like you up there just trying to move into my place you know what I mean you just uh talking to my my roommates and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then even also with that experience like she moved into my apartment but she also had her cousin one of her cousins that I didn't know on her other side like stay with me without even asking right she like kind of left me with one of her cousins but that was a that was very hard for me to like communicate with my feelings I'm like a very giving person like I give to my friends my family but um I just feel like certain certain things like that now at this age I do not tolerate that like (laughs) if I'm uncomfortable with whatever situation even if you're my family or my blood I'm going to communicate that with my family and my blood but that was like a big brown boundary I felt like she crossed just you know communicating with everybody around me instead of me directly and asking me how do I feel about moving into your place so what about you yeah, boundaries with family um are tricky. Uh out of like my immediate family, I feel like I'm the one that's very vocal about my boundaries a lot of times. Uh and I always have a, a perspective on the way things should be. I'm kind of like I get on people's nerves, actually. I feel like uh living in NYC for so many years by myself has like definitely contributed to like making me more vocal about like stuff that I don't like or that I'm not going to do or that, you know what I'm saying? That don't even ask me about this. Um, And I think it's because I, you know, have been a, a bit of a loner. But um, for example, if I'm home for weeks at a time, like there's typically a point where my personal boundaries, I'm like, okay, I got to recharge. I need to get back to my like solitude for a second, you know, and just kind of have that break. But um, a situation that comes to mind, like with regards to boundaries um, and family, I just remember I got into a disagreement with my little brother. Now, mind you, he's like 12 years younger than me. Um, or maybe actually younger, I mean, like more like 15, anywho, um, you know, and I got in between something that like, really it was my dad's issue to, to own and to have and to, you know, vocalize that it was a problem. And so, um, me and him got into a really bad falling out. We got a 15 year age difference. 
And so my thought was, okay, you know, we're going to kind of go to our corners and cool out. But in hindsight, I should have really just let my dad handle it. And I imposed myself in that particular instance, you know, with boundaries and, you know, trying to advocate for something that's right. But I should have just let him do it, you know. But, so, but, but my, th my thing is, do you feel that did your dad, first of all, did your dad say, say something to you about the situation? Because I also feel that, you know, a lot of our parents are getting older. They can't really speak for themselves in a lot of things. Right. So My know. dad, he can speak. And, you know, his thoughts on it was, you know, these are my children. And you can't tell me how to care, how I'm going to respond, you know, what type of grace that I'm going to give them. And okay. so that was his thoughts on it. And it was like, you know, it's not for you to kind of rile up. You know, I know what I'm doing. So. Again, I kind of learned my place with that. So, um, but yeah, man, setting boundaries with people. Um, like I said, even just the situation with my relative to where found out that you're kind of using me to a situation to a degree. So just when you know how, when you're aware of your boundaries and you're aware of certain things, you know, it's supposed to help limit some of the negativity or some of, you know, just some of the riffraff um, that you would typically encounter. And sometimes that can even be with your family. Um, so just being aware of that and having those boundaries to say, hey, no, nah, uh, I see it for what it is and just call it out. Okay, so when was a time or incident where someone in the workplace or a business partner crossed a boundary? And how did you respond? What was the outcome of that situation? And did you learn anything through the experience? Oh, so when it comes to the workplace, um, I don't really have a lot of workplace boundaries um, in terms of, you know, like working past a certain time. Like I'm always open to working late. But um, some boundaries that I do have, I like to protect my mental space, like at work. Like I don't, I don't tolerate a lot of like bullshit from employees, um, from other people, teammates that I work with, because I have worked at a lot of companies that I felt like were racist. I'm just going to be honest. I feel like most of my, all of my past companies I've worked in in New York city have been racist and toxic work environments. When I was young, you know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle those situations. I didn't have a lot of mentors. I I was like the only black person in my space at a lot of times, pretty much the only black person on my team at a lot of places. So now I just don't tolerate that at all. Like if if my client is going to be racist or say anything racist, then I'm, I may say something. I'm going to be quite honest. If my, if my teammate is saying something racist or being rude, I'm going to ask HR to put me on another team. Like I'm going, or I'm going to quit and find another job. So that's like one of my biggest boundaries that I have. Like I do not tolerate none of that stuff. Even when people throw shade, uh, employee gossip. I remember one job I was at, they were talking so much shit about this one senior lady. And they were like, oh, she wears the same outfits every single day. Oh, look at her hair. Like, how childish is that to talk about this senior lady? Like, who cares if she wears the same outfit every day? Like, she's making more money than all y'all asses. Like, who cares? And then and the moment you say something, it's going to start more drama among everybody. I had a teammate when I started a new job and 
she wasn't my direct manager. She was actually on another team, but she asked for my input on how to make the onboarding process for new hires better. And, you know, just some suggestions that I have. So I gave her some suggestions. So this girl kind of like turned around and she was just like, oh, well, what is your manager doing for you? Is your manager helping you out? And I'm like, you know, stuff like that can cause issues with me and my manager. So after that, I peeped game and I was just like, you know, I'm just going to set this boundary where I'm not going to even like communicate with this girl like that. I'm going to fall back because stuff like that, I can't really trust. And I don't work with her anyway directly, but we're not about to kiki key at work. We're not about to do none of that shit because I don't have no time dealing with none of that stuff. And then also another boundary, lastly, is sharing personal information. I I don't do that. (laughs) Like I may share like little small stuff, like, oh, I'm going to the Beyonce concert, but you're not about to know none of my business at work. Like right now I'm in Texas. These people don't know. I mean, they know that I'm in Texas now, but when I was uh, leaving my apartment, they didn't know. (laughs) I literally kept all this stuff a secret. So we, we had a, like a team call and they're like, oh, Natasha, where are you? I'm in Texas. That's all y'all need to know. Y'all need to know why. Y'all don't need to know when I'm in Texas. Y'all don't need to know none of my business. So what about you? You know, really um, one of the boundaries that I have for like workplace, I'm thinking of like when I was interning at a radio station and, um, you know, just out the gate, it was important. I wanted to be taken seriously. Um, You know, I didn't want to seem like some sack chaser as uh, Tasha or Black Rogue is always referring to people as. And so even um, even though like later on, I came to find out that people was having little side dalliances up there. But for me, I didn't want to be associated with none of the men up there. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of getting in the door. It's like, I want to be taken seriously. And so like, and I just remember as soon as I came through the door at one point and somebody was pretty much like trying to, you know, make a play. And it was like, I had to kind of shut it down immediately. Uh, I think my, my nickname became strictly business Mm. <laughs> because it was just like, yeah, I'm not, you know, trying to be perceived as some type of groupie um, that's coming in here and that's not about, you know, her business. And so that's a boundary that um, like I kind of put in place. You know, I don't want to be mixing business and pleasure. Uh, I didn't want to be looked at as a groupie. So I wanted mm-hmm. to be taken seriously period. Right. All right. So number four, have you ever ended a friendship over a cross boundary? Like what are some non-negotiables in your friendships? And, you know, what did you learn about yourself through that situation? Well, for me, uh, I'm a, I'll kick it off. Um, a couple of instances that come to mind. So, um, have I ever ended a friendship over a cross boundary? Yeah. I've like stopped, you know, kind of dealing with people. Um, and that's my way. Um, I just recall here in New York being a part of a friend's wedding and, you know, just ungrateful people because adults, we all have our own things. And so when people 
agree to participate to be a part of you know your special day um you know just everybody just be mindful and just be cognizant and weddings are expensive right okay let's start there you know what i'm saying so typically when you ask somebody to be in your wedding you you may account for some of the things that you want and i just feel like after that whole situation i think she got mad with a couple of us and like i literally have not talked to her to her i participated in her wedding i was a bridesmaid and um i haven't talked to her since and wow. so just like, you know, people just being ungrateful or yeah, more so like that's a boundary. And that's something that I would like cut somebody off about being kind of like selfish. Like I get it. That was her special day. But like the fact that she allowed us to be in her wedding and then she was like, I'm gonna cut them bitches off. <laughs> mm. I'm going to get these pictures. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have them, but I'm not fucking with them no more. And I just thought that that was kind of foul. I've had situations where, you know, even sorors that I've had, you know, because people are people and some relationships, interpersonal relationships just don't go. And so I just remember not hosting her when she came down here, but I had a, a LS. And um, we don't really communicate no more. And it was all about because I felt I don't know. I felt disrespected um, and I'm, I wasn't being sensitive. It's the fact that she came down here. Of course, I made all sorts of concessions, but like she was in D.C. at a period. And we just kind of had like a miscommunication and not even a miscommunication. But it was just like, damn. Like, I looked out for you when you came up this way. And it's just like, I feel like I'm bothering you by even suggesting, you know, what I'm suggesting or asking. And so after that, I kind of just shut that down. So just people that don't believe in, again, reciprocity, just kind of right. ungrateful. Uh, so, you know, those were some some boundaries. And I, you know, I've had people in past that I associated with people just you know kind of like just throwing shade or just you know negative energy um you know what type of shade because i throw shade all the time girl i I know just negative shade like you know you gotta be you gotta be mindful you gotta be mindful of what you say to yourself but you gotta be mindful of uh just anything like just and i'm talking about like constant like negative picking because that's like that's that's not helpful whether it's about let me see um I've had you know friends maybe the comments on a tire or and my thing is oh your attire yeah what was they saying maybe it was like too suggestive or whatever and it's just like holes and you know and I don't necessarily have to chalk it up to that that's you know that's that's their belief system you know what I'm saying but I don't have to subscribe to that like how you like if you feel like you have to do xyz I'm a grown woman (laughs) like you know what I'm saying so just constant like negative energy coming from people uh just commentary that's just not helpful uh those are things and reasons why I've kind of cut and snipped certain relationships out so and I just learned like for me, 
having certain people in my space, like I want good energy or I want, right. energy, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, that's what I kind of learned. And I feel like anytime where the situation is kind of like unbalanced or I feel like my boundaries are kind of being crossed, situation gets really like draining. And so that's like a big indicator, like, uh, eh, I'm good on this. Like this, do this doesn't feel good. It's not nourishing, but yeah, that's a, for me. What about yourself? Child. Um, speaking of a uh, hating ass homegirls, um, I have had a situation where it was in the past a couple of years ago where I had to cut off ties with a friend who, like it built up. It was a lot. Like she was like the type of person that was like, she had her own body issues. So she would like talk shit about my body in front of several people. Mm. And I'm like, girl, like don't be up there bringing that negative energy on me just because, you know, you have your own right. Teletubby energy that you mad <laughs> that you like a Teletubby child. And like, I'm the type of female, like if you're my friend, I'm not going to talk shit about how my friend body looks how my friend just looks in general like I don't do shit like that right so we were overseas in like the Bermuda Bermuda the country and these guys we'll get a lot of attention from guys right so the guys was like we didn't pay for shit that was like the best vacation ever I had free mm. boat ride I was out there on the beach had free rides had free food had free drinks I was living a life, life. <laughs> So these dudes came up to them. It's like, why are y'all single? Y'all are so beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, you know. And then hear her ass talking about because nobody wants us, <laughs> bitch. Because she was already like kind of like self-conscious about like how her body looked in a bikini and shit like that. And I'm like, girl, people want me. Don't be speak for yourself, sis. Like people want me. And then she like kind of like went off on me in front of these guys in this country. It was like, oh, nobody wants you. That's why you're single and and this and that. And right. I was like, Yes. Girl. Speak life over me. Like, do not be throwing no curses at me. Do not be throwing no shade. Do not be speaking for me. You know, and that's, you know, that's, that's why I'm saying you got to be careful because people's Thanks. energy. So then we get back to America. It was another situation where she had like a homeboy that was from the Bronx. And like he was kind of being like pervy or whatever, because she was my roommate at the time. And he was just like, oh, I don't know if she's thick or not. And then she was like, oh, she doesn't have an ass. She's not thick. Bitch, what? Like uh, in front of this nigga, I'm like, girl, like the energy, your energy, you're, you come across as like you have a hating spirit. Mm hmm. And then the kicker was like, I know a lot of people are like, girl, I would been stop being first with this girl. But the kicker was, um, she kind of like took my friends from me, <laughs> which was kind of crazy. And then she went, she disappeared for like a whole month before I was leaving the apartment. And I'm like, where's this girl at? I haven't heard from her in a whole month. That's and strange. My, and then my cousin was just like, I think she has a boyfriend now. And I'm like, what? Like, I never, you know, she hasn't been talking to anybody like that for like the past couple of months. So my cousin sends me a picture. Turns out it was a guy that I used to date. Mm. Literally. So she went behind my back was uh, and, and got the, I didn't even care about the nigga. It, I didn't want him it's like a principle. That, it's it, a girl, like so you talking all this shit about how I look, my body, all this shit. And when in reality, you probably wanted to be me, sis. You probably was hating the whole time because you wanted to be who I was. You wanted to have my confidence. You wanted to have my body. And you probably wanted to have my personality, sis, because this was some crazy ass shit. Single black female. Right. 
and that was just you know my experience so that's my biggest boundary if you if you if I feel like you're hating like the type of bitch that likes to hate on on and I I like constructive criticism I can give that I can get that right but when it comes to my like a lot of females out here especially like what we see on social media the first dig they have is on appearance so if that's the only way that you can dig at somebody is off their appearance and what do what else do you have to offer <laughs> let's just keep it real so you know bottom line is good to recognize your boundaries and be aware of things so again you can make sure that whether it's a work setting whether it's a friendship setting relationship you have you know these healthy parameters set in place where you could kind of communicate how you feel and right. if these people are you know crossing these boundaries you know how to make a, a exit or you know just kind of take it out your orbit so right. all right so that is gonna bring us to our brits pick of the week all righty so i just want to give a shout out to coco golf she is a grit i think she's based out of florida um she just won the u.s open at the age of 19 she's the youngest in u.s history um outside of serena williams so that is amazing so shout out to her all right so that's going to bring us to my gym of the week. And just to kind of piggyback off of you, Tasha, obviously, you know, Coco uh, is a grits, Georgia and Florida roots. She said something so powerful. And I just feel like, you know, from the onset of her, um, she's always used her platform. I think that she comes from good stock. And that's what we were just saying with her parents. And um, she said something so insightful. And this is just my, this is going to be my gem. I'm taking it from her from this week where I want to have this as some inspiration. A month ago, I won a 500 title. People said I would stop at that. Two weeks ago, I won a thousand titles. And people said that that was as big as I, it was going to get. Three weeks later, I'm here with this trophy right now. So uh, for everybody, you know, and to the people in our own lives, she says, to those who thought they were putting water on my fire, they were adding gas to it. Now I'm burning so bright right now. And so, yes. you know, I just thought that that was just so insightful of her. And, uh, you know, and that's can be applied to us all, you know, for the haters that think they're going to stop or, you know, we just we just, you know, keep building a bridge to get over whatever humps and we just keep going and, and you know, look at her victorious so on that note we are out tune in next week to hear the convo and want to ask the grits a question or get advice inbox us at grits in the city podcast at gmail.com and stream us on all major platforms all right peace peace so make sure you go check us out all streaming platforms apple a podcast spotify soundcloud podbean youtube all right, y'all stay tuned.